0: Welcome to Redeemer's Church Weekly Message Podcast, where our mission is simple. We're a church that is passionate about loving God and loving people. And now, we hope you enjoyed this week's message by our guest speaker.
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, come on. I said praise the Lord, everybody. That wasn't a suggestion, it's a command. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm going to keep saying it, and if that if that takes all my time, that's okay. So, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. All right, all right. Hallelujah. Can you just lift up your hands wherever you are? Um, and, um, just begin to ask the Lord to open your hearts, your minds. Hallelujah. For this uh, time we have together, if you if you pray in the spirit, can you just begin to lift up your your, your prayer language, Father, we love you, we love you whole, oh, what a presence we feel in this place. Father, open the eyes of our understanding today. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the name of the Lord Jesus, O oh God, Holy Spirit, I yield my members, my thoughts, my mind, my faculties. Lord, open our eyes that we will behold wondrous truths in your word. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We ask you to have your own way. Even here this morning, in the name of Jesus, up and down these aisles, Father God, to those who are hearing, those who are seated, I pray let your word be sent in the name of Jesus. For you sent your word and healed and delivered those that had it. So we give you praise. We give you glory. Father God, at the end of the day, let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name. Can somebody say amen? Amen. 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 Well, it is definitely a good thing. Um, is this check for me? Not yet. <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> I love this check. Hallelujah. Well, it's a blessing to be back in this house. It's always a wonderful place to um, come. Um, I feel a part of you all because uh, I, I love this house. I love your history. I believe that there is a well that has been dug way, 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 way before you and I that is still feeding, that is still fresh, that is still doing something in this city. And I want you all to continue to contend for that heritage. And, um, you know, uh, when I, when I pray that 50 years from now, Oasis will still be around onto the third generation. So I'm learning um, to, to trust God. The Bible says, Jesus says, I sent you to go bear fruit that your fruit will remain. If there is any example of that, this is the house. So please put your hands together for the history that this house represents and the future that this house is going to give. And I give honor to whom honor is due. Definitely thank God for my good friend, Pastor Dwight. I believe he's in Uganda. Is that where they are? Somewhere in Africa. Well, it's, it's appropriate that he's a missionary in Africa, and I'm a missionary here in the U.S., so it's okay. Amen, and of course, Pastor Caleb, please put your hands together for Pastor Caleb. What a wonderful, we are getting to know each other more and just his heart for the community partnering to see this community uh, transformed. So, uh, it is a good thing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, glory to God. I I want to share with you uh, as briefly as I possibly can. (laughs) Hallelujah, Pastor Pastor Caleb, why are you laughing? (laughs) amen because uh he knows but i told my son over here to um give me a stop clock so but i'll be see where we can go uh, i was speaking to pastor Caleb, just you know praying to see what we can share here today and uh, he was telling me about a theme for this year about wholeness someone say wholeness the fact that we are pressing into wholeness wholeness in every aspect of our lives and so as a uh, uh, praying I felt, well, if we are going to talk about wholeness, it is appropriate that we go to the beginning. I believe that each one of us, uh, uh, we, we need to be asking some questions about our lives. Um, as we see all that we see going on in our world, we see a, com- a, a world that is in confusion, a world that is, you know, and I'm not going to go into all the details, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, people don't know, well, I guess I stepped in it, I might as well just do it. People don't know, you know, who they are, what gender they are, all that stuff that is going on. Uh, people of God, you are not here per chance, by accident, you are here on purpose. Hallelujah, there is a creator who created you for a purpose. You are who you are because of where God is taking you to. Can somebody say Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I will definitely appreciate it. I'm an audience participation preacher. And so if I say anything that is anywhere close to where you can agree, I will appreciate an amen. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I have four scriptures generally, and um, hopefully we can get to where we want to get to um, as quick as we possibly can. I'm going to go to the book of Genesis, and then we'll go to 1 John, 1 Peter, and hopefully close out in 2 Peter chapter 1. And I believe that they have um, those scriptures. One of the first questions that you need to ask of yourself is, who am I? And for uh, for anyone taking notes and you want to know what this message is entitled, I call it the God kind. Can somebody say the God kind? And I know any time we say something like that, there are, you know, bells that begin to ring. Uh-oh, where is he going with that? So please hang on with me, and hopefully we will um, make sense of this. The Bible says in, uh, I believe it's First Thessalonians chapter 5. I told you I was going to go to Genesis chapter 1. I'm still going there. That we have to understand that when we talk about wholeness, you need to first identify your wholeness. And you need to appreciate the fact that if God is a tri being, the trinity, spirit, uh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, he created you to be also a tri being. And so you read in the first Thessalonians chapter 5, I believe it's verse 24, and uh, Paul prays a prayer and says, may your whole, someone say whole, whole. may your whole being spirit, soul, embody, be preserved, be sanctified. The sad truth is, and I'm going to go, when we go to Genesis, you'll begin to see where I'm attempting to go here, is that we, for the most part, in many places, and I'm just here to remind you of, I believe, uh, what you already know. Many of us in our world today, we are only operating with one third of who we are. We only operate by what we see but what we feel we only operate by this you know and and that is what is sprung up all the differences all the kind of stuff people are talking about whether it's racism or whatever it's because of what we see on the outward but can you look at somebody and tell them i am more than you see i I, in fact in fact let me put it this way you are not what you see There is more to me. There is more. If you only focus on the one-third, if you only focus on the body aspect, you are missing a whole two-thirds. Now, there are others who may have advanced to that second level where they are operating on two-thirds. So, they understand that they have a mind. They understand that they have a will. They understand that they have emotions that constitutes what we call your soul, and that is with the body. And so, you are still operating two-thirds. And many a time, even in the church, we miss out the most important part of who you are. And that is the spirit. All right. So, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Let's go to the beginning. Hallelujah. So, I need to ask myself, who am I? And if I discover who I am, am, then I can also know what I have. If I know what I have, then I also know what I can do. Amen. Many times we quote scriptures, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if you don't know who you are, then you don't know what you have, then you really don't know what you can do. And so hopefully this morning, I want to reintroduce you to yourself. Amen. Amen. We all know Genesis chapter 1, Bible says in the beginning God created the, the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void. The darkness was upon the surface of the deep. And then Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord began to hover upon that surface. Then God introduces or as I say, reintroduce himself, hallelujah, to cosmos. There was chaos on the cosmos and God reintroduces himself. And when he said, let there be light, in the original, it should say light be." If you and I really understand what the scripture is talking about, you will realize that the light that he said be wasn't the sunlight because sunlight or the sun was not created until about the fourth day. So, what light became? It was God stepping on the scene because there was darkness. That darkness wasn't blackness, that darkness was evil, that darkness was Satan. Hallelujah! Over the surface of the deep and so basically god said me be for god is light and when he says light be he introduces himself and i came to tell somebody that anytime you discover that there is darkness all you have to do is introduce god into the scene because bible says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has still not been able to overcome or even comprehend the light Folks, I came to tell you that darkness or light is not the opposite of darkness. At least not on an equal ground. Amen. 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 (laughs) Light is not the absence of darkness. Darkness is the absence of light. That means that when light shows up where darkness is, hallelujah, light does not ask permission. Light dispels darkness. Darkness has to flee when light shows up. So therefore, stop cursing the darkness. Just turn on the light. That means that when you show up, Bible says, ye are the light of the world. Sometimes, you know, we are fighting and we are trying to cast out the darkness. All you got to do, if you know who you are, just show up. And the darkness has to flee. So Bible says, light be. Then you realize God begins to put things back into the original order. Where I want to go, because I want to just... Two things I want to share with you real quick. Hopefully, we will get there. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Pastor Caleb, you praying for me? Okay. Where did I come from? Who am I? I want to go to verse 11. You have it on here. And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed. Someone says seed. Each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. Next verse, please. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, according to their own kinds, according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. I want to just use this as the, 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 the springboard. Some years ago, the Lord showed this to me, and it changed the way I saw myself. Because I realized, and, 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 and please hear me with your spirit ears for a second. Many times we will say that, God created the vegetation. Is that true? God created vegetation. But if you look at this scripture carefully, that is not really the case. This is very important to know where you came from and who you are. You will notice two things. The first thing you have to notice is that God did not actually create trees. God created the ecosystem, the environment that trees will be able to thrive. And then spoke to that environment to produce the tree. Check it out. God spoke, God created the earth or made the earth to show up. Then he commanded the earth to produce vegetation. The earth brought forth vegetation, not God. Now, I didn't say God didn't create vegetation. But the Bible says, how did the vegetation come? The earth. Follow me carefully. He spoke to the earth to produce vegetation. How about fish? Did God create fish? It's somewhere in there. But for the sake of time, let me help you. God created the waters and told the waters to produce fish. Read it. God created the atmosphere and said birds begin to fly. I'm going somewhere. In fact, when even God created animals, he commanded the earth to produce animals. Why am I saying this? When God speaks to the environment to create what needs to live on the environment for eternity or for as long as that product is going to survive or thrive, it will have to need to stay connected to where it came from. That is why vegetation will always need the earth to thrive. Because that was the environment. Oh, Lord, help me. That is why, how many of you have seen fish fly before? Only in cartoons, maybe. If you see a fish flying, you are going to say, wow, that's a miracle. True? Fish will always thrive in water. Why? Because it came out of water. Trees will always depend on the earth because it came out of the earth. Take the tree out of the earth, it dies. Take the fish out of water, what happens? It doesn't die immediately. It begins to struggle. I'm talking about you. If you, if you don't think where I'm going, I'm talking about you. So, so for the sake of time, Now let me just you know because people are looking at me funny. How many of you see what I'm talking about? Earth produce vegetation. So vegetation needs earth. Sea produces fish. So fish needs the sea. So where did you come from? So God says earth produce vegetation, sea produce fish, and then ah, look back about the most powerful scripture in all of your Bible. In Genesis 1, 26, after he had created environments that produced what they are supposed to live on, God looks at himself and says, man be. Now, 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 now. Are you following where I'm going with this? So, 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 somebody say, oh, at funerals we say, earth, you came from, earth, you go. That was only one third of who you were. That came from the earth. In fact, at funerals, we cry and I understand, we mourn, we miss people. But how many of you know the casket or or the body that lays there is not really the person? The person is still alive somewhere. Because you are not a body, you are a spirit. God looked at himself. He looked at his environment. And out of that environment, he said, man be. And man was. But what kind of man was he? Because he said, let us make man in our own image, and our likeness if you are big, you are creating something after your image then you have to understand what the original is so what is god john chapter 4 verse 24 tells you what uh, what god is or who god is because your bible says and god is spirit Therefore, if the spirit God is going to create a being that is after his image, he's not creating a white being, a black being, a yellow being. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You are more than you look up. He is creating a spirit being, a spirit being that looks like him, that thinks like him, that walks like him. It was the spirit you that that came out of that being called God. Therefore, huh? Oh, this ought to change somebody's perspective. Therefore, if trees need to be connected to a soil to thrive, if fish needs to be connected to water to thrive, how do you think you can thrive disconnected from the source you came from? And that is what mankind is so confused because they don't know or forgotten where they came from. Yes, this body didn't surface until Genesis 2. All right, Genesis 2. And God took soil and formed man, he says. No, he formed a container to put the man he created in verse chapter 1 in. That means the man already existed before he put him in that bodysuit. So many people take care of this and they forget the real you. This is the, this is the house you live in. You don't go to your house and say, that's me. And if that house burns down, that, that doesn't mean that you are burned down. Am I making sense here? Yeah. See, 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 this house that, that is why when we begin to operate in, in, in who we are, there is no black, white, there is no slavery, all are one in Christ, because henceforth I know no man after the flesh, because I understand I've reconnected to my original sense, I am a spirit, I have a soul, I just live in this body, one of these days I'm going to shed this body, and the real me is going to be around still, are you listening to me somebody? This is the key for wholeness, otherwise you will focus on your wholeness only on natural and physical things and forget about the true essence of who you are you got to take care you got to take more care of your the real you than the ethereal you Take care of you. Isn't it amazing that sometimes you know, people will put every effort to get a nice house, to get all those things, and then they forget about themselves, the people that live in that house? And that is what we do to ourselves. We take care of the house we live in, but forget who we really are. And so you need to stay connected. And so when God showed me that, hence, uh, since then I began to tell myself, Just like fish is to water, is Alfred to the presence of God. Take me out of the presence; I may not die or expire immediately, but I'm going to struggle. If you have any sense of struggling, you got to ask yourself: Am I still connected to the source? Come on now, Amen. Man is struggling. Why? Because you read the story in chapter three. Yes, man. Through the agency of the devil was made to disconnect from the source. Because God told Adam, in the moment you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. How many of you know that Adam didn't surely die? As we think death is. Because death is not the cessation of life. Death is the disconnection from source. No? Are you following me? Death in God's eyes. That is why Jesus, normally when he was talking about death, he talked about his falling asleep. See, death is not really the cessation of life. Death means you have been disconnected from source. So when God told Adam, you shall surely die, what he says is, you eat of this fruit, you will be eternally disconnected from me. Not your physical body, but your true essence. Your spirit will be disconnected. And once your spirit, which is the true you, is disconnected from my presence, my spirit, where it was produced, then eventually your body that also needs your spirit to live will eventually also follow. What happened was it it took, it took Adam about 900 years. For his body to catch up to where his spirit was. This is powerful. That even tells you. The power. Of the glory. That he was created into. And and, and this is the revelation the Lord showed me. The longer man. Has strayed from Eden. It is how long. It has also shortened. His physical body from living. See, the glory was so strong that it took Adam about 900 years for the body to lose the essence of the glory that it was connected to. See, the body needs the spirit to to live, but the spirit needs God to thrive. Take the spirit out of its source, then the spirit is not alive to sustain the body. So hear what the apostle Paul says. That once you are born again. And the Holy Spirit comes back inside you. And now you are, hallelujah, back alive unto God. Then he says, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you, then that same spirit will also do what? Quicken your mortal body. That is why we can believe for healing. Why? Because the spirit is back in us. And he can quicken that body of yours. Ah, Lord have mercy. So somebody say with me, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Now let's say the opposite way and say, I am not my body. I am not my mind. I am a spirit. See, this will encourage you because sometimes your mind is acting all crazy and so you think you are crazy, but you are not your mind. Your body may be acting all crazy and so you feel like you are done for but you are not your body. Even if you translate from this earth to the next one, you are more alive than dead. Am I helping somebody here today? We are talking about wholeness. Get connected back to your spirit and get your spirit to stay connected to its source. Someone say, God is my source and my only source. Real quick, the second thing I want to show you in this same scripture, we are staying in Genesis chapter 1, hallelujah, is this. God created the earth, it produced a vegetation, but God put a mechanism or a technology in that whole system to where it was supposed to reproduce after itself. So that whatever Bible says God does, it is forever. God was never going to go back to the earth to produce vegetation. He spoke it once. Vegetation came. What was the mechanism? He made sure that there was something in that vegetation that if it continues the, the, the cycle, it will forever live. God has never created another tree. Amen. Amen. That is why, even when Adam sinned, God didn't say, "Okay, we're going to start all over again." No, He put a mechanism in man to perpetuate what He had done. It is called the power of a seed. Someone say seed. So, Bible says He said, "Let us make." Uh, let's go to verse eleven again, please, real quick. Does it really say I have seven minutes? Okay. Okay. Lord Jesus. Pray for me, you all. Because I want to leave something with you. Somebody needs to understand who you are. You were created to dominate. You were created to, to succeed. You were created, hallelujah, to be to live above circumstances. I hope I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people to understand when all hell is breaking out out there, there is a people, a remnant, who understand that we may be in the world, but we are not of the world. We are not, we are not affected by what they call recession or not, the because, listen to me, I live above circumstance. People say, oh, under the circumstance. Wh- what are you doing under the circumstance? Mm-hmm. By God's grace, I've stopped using under the circumstance. What are you doing there? When he says you are the head and not the tail. When he says you will be above and not beneath. Why are you under a circumstance? Oh, Amen. All right. Pastor All right. Someone say, I am above. above. Only. Yeah, I know you are dealing with the circumstance, but don't agree with it. Because what you say is what you have. If you tell the circumstance, I am under you, the circumstance says, amen, and I'm going to keep you there. But you got to keep declaring, I am above and not beneath. In verse 11, and God said, let the earth put forth Vegetation plants yielding seed and fruit trees yielding fruits. Whose seed is in itself, each according to its kind. And so I realized something. That God created every kind of trees. But what determined the kind was the seed that was in it. Son, give me the stuff. Someone say seed. And kind. So today, uh, I took the liberty of getting some... Some stuff, and um, for the sake of time, I have some seeds here, and I have some fruit here. Unfortunately, I asked them to get me some orange with seed in it, and they cut the orange, and there was no seed. <laughs> Suddenly, I realized God didn't create this orange. <laughs> You've heard of what they say, GMO? Yeah. Yeah. See, any time you open up a fruit and there's no seed, it wasn't the God kind. That's man-made. That means you can't can't reproduce that. I cannot plant the fruit. I have to plant the seed. So how can I perpetuate this orange without a seed? That is what man has been trying to do, to cut God out of the equation and try to do things by ourselves. No, No wonder we are where we are. God's system is seed equals kind. So you want to know what kind there is? Find out what seed produce the kind. Not the other way around. And so I have apple and orange. And I was hoping to have some orange seed. So that you will notice that the orange seed does not look like the apple seed. And it doesn't matter how much I fast and pray, I cannot plant the apple seed and expect an orange kind. Amen? Amen. You can fast and pray. I mean, it will be a miracle. I'm not saying it is impossible, but if it happens, that is why you will call it a miracle. Ah, if I don't say this, let me say it right now. The way God wants you to live... Or to make people think it's a miracle, but for you, it is natural. See, because I look at these seeds, this is is an apple seed. And unless I went to school, unless I was taught, if I had never gone to school and somebody gave me this seed and told me that after a few uh, uh, months or years, if I put this in a soil, I'm going to have something like this, it doesn't make sense. It is a miracle that this is in this. I know this is in this. But this is also in this. I in you and you in me. You see, it's a miracle. Your life ought to be a supernatural miracle that is natural to, every, to you but supernatural to somebody else. When you begin to live the God kind of life, it is above the natural kind of life. People should wonder, who are you? How are you doing this? They say there is a recession, and yet there is wholeness in your bank account. All right, you didn't say amen. I'll take yours and take mine too. There is COVID everywhere. And yet you are still thriving and not just survive. Somebody say amen. I know many people have been affected by this. I'm not belittling the point. But by the grace of God, we refuse to shut down. And I know this church didn't shut down also. You don't do that because you think you are all that. You do that because you know who you are. That I can live above this. I'm not belittling it, but I still believe that a thousand shall fall on my side, ten thousand at my left hand. It will not come nigh me. I still believe that glory to God, every disease gem that touches this body has to die instantly. I still believe that there is a life of God flowing in my being. Lord. Lord have mercy. Someone say seed and kind. So the apple seed is what produces the apple kind. Why? Because within this seed is everything that is unseen that will make the apple the apple. The sweetness of the apple is here. But how many of you know that if you taste this seed, it doesn't taste like an apple? The color See, there is green apple and there is red apple. Those two seeds look alike, but there is something in each one of them that determines whether it's going to be red or green. One is sour, one is sweet, but I can't see it, I can feel it, I can taste it, but it is in there. All I got to do is make sure it is planted in the right soil, give it some time, water it, and then when it grows, you will have your green apple and you will have your red apple. If I sow that, hallelujah, banana seed, that orange seed, I know that there is something. I don't need faith to believe it. I can, or I can only know that if it is an orange seed, it will produce an orange. There are some things that you don't even need faith. You just got to go through the process that God already set for you. So to close out, if an apple seed produced the apple kind, what kind of seed produced you? First John. Oh, Lord have mercy. Am I okay here this morning? Give me the amplified if you don't mean, sir. Amplified. First John. Hallelujah. I just want to show you now who you are. I'll show you where you came from now, who you are. That there is a seed in you. That is a God kind of seed. And if you have the God kind of seed in you, then aren't you the God kind? If in the seed is the nature of the being. If in the seed is the attributes already in there. If in the seed, hallelujah, is the values, the verities, the very, the, the very nature. Uh, do me a favor. First give me the ESV because the amplified kind of render said, thank you very much. Oh man, you are good. Can I, can I import you to trace some people where I come from? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Anthony, you know what I'm talking about? Man, just like that. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning how many people are born of God here in the house if you don't lift your hands I will call for an altar call we can get you born right now you were born but now you got to be born again so how many how many people know that they know they are born of God all right I see some hands down so we will get some altar call going okay No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. I'm not here to really deal with that aspect of seeding. Look at the next verse. For what? Whose seed? Yeah, I know you think that you were born by your parents. I know. That is the earthly part. Oh God, That is your body. Your, Your body came from your parents. Not your spirit. That is why I tell people, I was manufactured in heaven. Assembled in Africa. And dispatched to the ends of the world. You didn't say amen. See, see, you are so connected to your body, where your body came from. No, no, no. I am my spirit. That is why I'm not intimidated. Because I know who I am. And I know where I come from. He says, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning. If you find yourself always sinning, ask yourself, what seed do I have? And what kind am I? Because what he's telling you is that if you know the seed you have, then you need to produce the value that the seed contains. An eagle does not give birth to a chicken. As much as you try, I know science try to do a whole lot of things. Trying to say, oh, species here and there. But, but a, a cat can never become a dog. And vice versa. The dog lovers and the cat lovers are always fighting. So, have it your way. Amen. You stay within your kind because there is a seed that produces that kind. Oh, Lord help. You have to know the seed that is in you. It says, for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God and sin is connected to every other bad thing. So, so, so I can be bold and say uh, 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 the only reason sickness came into the world was because of sin. All the evil you see, Satan produced it. But now if I'm born of God, I have to be able to believe that if I appropriate what God says I am that I can overcome the things that the devil has done. No wonder the Bible says, for this purpose the Son of Man was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil like sin sickness, poverty and all the other stuff that you and I don't like. Someone said amen. amen. So he says God's seed is in him. Someone said, I have the uh, seed in me. That means I am able to provide, uh, produce the God kind. See I am, in the, I am in the God class. Now please when I say this don't go about saying that you are God. You know you are not, I'm not. But if God gave birth to me, I have some godly characteristics. Can I say that? I have some godly attributes. I have some godly values. It's the seed that enables you to think like God, walk like God do like God. So Jesus can tell you those that believe on me they will do the same works that I do and greater works than these than you do. That is why the apostle can tell you you have the mind of Christ. Don't tell me you can't think like God. Stop using those excuses that oh his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts than our thoughts. It is only for those that he said hallelujah who are sinning and who are unrighteous. He said let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts hallelujah and the sinner forsake his ways for your ways and not my ways that means that God wants to bring you to the place where you can reason like him you can think like him so you can have what he gives you to have so you can do what he tells you to do I want to be able to again hallelujah spiritually to walk on water I want to do what Jesus did is anybody hungry to see the supernatural once again in our nation So now go with me to first, Peter. So you, you, you learn that you have the seed of God. What I want to leave you with finally is what is that seed? What is that seed? Oh, before you go, please, please, please forgive me. Forgive me because I'm looking at this time. I got to go. Give me the amplified of that scripture again. Yes. No one born begotten of God Deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. For God's word, nature. In the ESV says seed. So what is telling you that seed equals nature. nature. You have the nature of God. This is exciting. This is the good news. I have the nature of God. In me. I have the characteristics of God in me. When the Sperma, the seed of a dog, produces a dog, it is not strange for that puppy to go, whoa, whoa. It will be strange if that puppy start doing meow. I came to tell somebody, if the lion of the tribe of Judah gave birth to you, you have some lion attributes, it's time for you to roar. Somebody said amen. He said for God's nature abides in him. His principle of life remains permanently within him and he cannot practice sinning because he is born of God. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1. What is that seed? What is that seed that I carry? Hallelujah. Since you have been born again I don't, am I the only one who is excited to be born again I know what it felt like when I wasn't born again I know I know my history I know I grew up in a religious setting hallelujah and the time came when the devil started beating me up I thought I was about to lose my mind demons were all over me hallelujah oppression and depression and then the Holy Ghost uh, came on the inside of me the reason why I preach like the way I preach uh, the reason why I'm excited uh, is because I know when I was, who I was and who I am now because I know I am born again and I'm going to scream it from the rooftop. I refuse to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It has brought me from sin to righteousness. It has brought me to where I am today. You got to be excited again to be born again. You don't like how you were born? Get born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am not just this flesh. There is somebody living on the inside of me. But he said, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin. Thank you. Hallelujah. Not from a mortal origin, seed, all sperm but from one that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting word of God what is the seed that gave birth to you it is called the Word of God the Word of God is that seed hallelujah that's what I told you before that Oh glory to God all I see is this uh, seed but in this seed is some uh, hallelujah invisible attributes. Listen to me people of God, when the word of God comes into your life, it can do more for you than you think it can do because in that word is some invisible attributes. Just allow your heart to be that soil because Jesus said, hallelujah, when the sower went out to sow, he sowed a seed and later on he explained that the seed is the word. Someone said the seed is the word and if I can just have the word, if i can have the word of god in me that word can produce godly attributes hallelujah somebody that word that you speak one word can turn your life around to be like what god wants it to be there is power in the word of god to produce the kind of god that you need i just come to remind you it's time to go back into the word it's time to get some godly Seed inside of you. You need healing. Get some seed that will produce the healing that you need. It is the word that produces the kind. The word of God produces the God kind. And when I shared this at the church, glory to God, maybe another time, I realized this that the God kind of seed that produces the God kind will allow you to then begin to operate with the god kind of faith because there's a human kind of faith The god kind of faith calls things which be not as though they were when you understand this you begin to appreciate the fact that i can have and live with the god kind of love not the erotic love, not just the filial love, but the agape love. When we understand this church, we are going to be the loved ones, the love babies of a love God. That is why we will not be moved by the hatred in the world because they will see the love that operates with us. Don't tell me you can't love like God. If you can't love like God, you are not a love God child. You have the seed of love in you. When you understand this, you begin to understand that you have the God kind of righteousness. You will put away your own filthy garments of righteousness and put on the righteousness of God. That gives you the ability to stand on the same level with God without any form of shame, condemnation or inferiority and stand before the devil without any form of fear. Can somebody say, I have the righteousness of God? When you have this understanding, you will begin to appreciate the fact that you have the God kind of peace. Because Jesus said, hallelujah, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, the world has a kind of peace. But the peace I give you is the God kind of peace. The peace I give you is not the absence of turmoil, it's not the absence of conflict, it's not the absence of, but tranquility in the midst of a storm. The God kind. And so, last scripture, and I'm out here. First Peter, second Peter chapter one. So then he says to you, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life. You're talking about wholeness, abundant life, the God kind of life. Oh, you can, somebody else start living the God kind of life. Zoé, we call it. Not just suke, Zoé. Hallelujah. It is a life that is superior in quality and sufficient in quantity. Eternal life doesn't begin when you die. The moment you know Jesus, eternal life is already implanted inside you. So he said, pertain to life and godliness, Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Next verse. Hallelujah. Verse 4. By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. Where do you find the promises of God? The word. Seed. He's talking about seed. So that when you participate in that word, that seed, so that through them, the word, you may become partakers of their divine nature. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful lust, that means that when I get enough seed in the world, it introduces me to the divine nature. What is God like? The divine nature of peace, the divine nature of love, the divine nature of hope, the divine nature of grace, the divine nature of holiness and wholeness in my life. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Did somebody receive something here today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. Just lift up your hands and lift up your voice and begin to appreciate him. That seed, if you are born again, that seed is already inside you. You don't have to ask for it. You don't have to pray about it. Just say, Father, I receive who you have told me I am. I have your seed. So, Father, just give me the grace to begin to appropriate who I am. To show the world who you are. Father, we give you praise. Come on, just pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I bless you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we have the God kind of seed in Jesus' name.
0: Will you guys put your hands together one more time and honor Pastor Alfred. Pastor Alfred, we love you. Thank you so much. By the way, he is on his way to go preach at his church right now. So, Pastor Alfred, thank you so much. Jesus said it, I think better than Alfred, though. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Life is in his voice. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, let's do this real quick. Let's just pray for him as he's leaving. Father, we pray for Pastor Alfred as he goes to minister now at his church. We thank you for the word that has been deposited here and the word that will be deposited there. God, we pray that that same seed that he will deposit will be deposited into uh, uh, soil that is nourished and will grow and multiply in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. We love you. If you're a visitor, we would love to come and uh, greet you or meet you. Please come to the front. Other than that, be blessed. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. We hope you were challenged, encouraged, and inspired as you listened to this teaching from God's Word. For more messages or information about our church, please go to www.redeemers.life.